So what are you doing to take care of your heart this month? We're dedicating the whole month to you and your heart health because it is American Heart Month and heart disease is the number one killer globally. But there's something that we can do about it. And one big step is to move more. Today, I'm continuing my discussion with health and fitness expert, Lori Corbin. Last week, we began our discussion in part one of how to get your heart pumping with trend-setting exercise and fitness equipment and ideas to keep you moving and shaking and grooving. And today, we're going to continue that discussion. Lots of great food for thought. And hey, listen, if you're the kind of person who says, I don't like to work out, this is especially for you because guess what? It's not working. It's playing. And as adults, I think we all need an excuse to play more. Can I get an amen? So hope you enjoy this episode. Make sure you listen. Make sure you share it with other people who don't like to work out either. And let's all get moving for heart's sake. Hi, I'm Maria, otherwise known as the Fit Foodie. I'm a chef, holistic nutritionist, author, inventor, and mom. And I want to welcome you to my podcast. It's called Recipes for Your Best Life. And with every episode, I'm peeling back the onion on fitness, nutrition, health, wellness, and family. The truth is, you're the chef of your life. And for every important pillar, there's a great recipe worth sharing. So every week, we'll explore them together. Think of it as food for thought that you can really sink your teeth into. So join me and let's squeeze the joy out of this life because you only get one. Can I get a fork? Yeah. Are there any other trends that you're seeing for 2021 that you think are worth chatting about? There's one that always makes me laugh because the American College of Sports Medicine is not a hip group of people. They're kind of the eggheads of um, fitness, but I appreciated that about them because they they've got some good data. But they always they, they about a decade ago they launched this um, kind of protocol or message to the the country that exercise as medicine should be implemented, and it is now in the top ten. Finally, probably because doctors are doing virtuals with their patients and truly asking them how they are and having the time to do it because I think they have to allow 30 minutes for these in-home visits. But when a doctor can actually prescribe to you that you need this, then it's not a fear thing, but more like that means they are they too are more informed. I mean, we think physicians should know this stuff, yeah. but I'm stunned when you go to Western medicine and you have someone says, oh, there's a pill for that. Well, you know, the responsibility, you know, obviously you're calling a physician because you need something, but boy, if you can take your health into your hands. Um, this is kind of something that appears to be happening where both physicians and, you know, people are understanding that they, the movement, there isn't, there's rarely a wrong to movement. So in other words, you know, ask almost any health professional, what would be one of the best pills you could give somebody? It'd be the exercise pill. It does so much for us, whether it be glowing skin or better sleep or reducing stress or increasing muscle mass, therefore increasing bone density, circulation, digestion. I mean, come on. So, you know, wow, we, we know it's good. So how can we move 
to make ourselves happy. It's just, it's figuring out whether it's dancing, even yoga. I've kind of upped my yoga game this year, obviously, because of COVID and the Nike training app is absolutely free and they're really good yoga people. And it's the, you can't believe, well, you probably can because you do yoga. You, it is a very strong workout. You oh, get yeah. really warm. You know, you really have, you really increased your, uh, your breathing, your circulation. It's really done, I think, a lot for me and, and obviously reducing stress levels, which is great. Exercises medicine was sort of the one of the others. And then, um, another one that would be also a nice surprise is that there are more older adult programming on the market. And probably this is done obviously through uh, streaming and stuff because of COVID. And I have to say that's great because generally in fitness and being an aerobic instructor for 30 years, I can tell you our world was the fit just got fitter. If somebody came to class and they couldn't keep up, of course, you're going to give them an alternative. But we really didn't create the class for them, which was super sad. We created it for us to just be better. And we all enjoyed the heck out of it. But you know, that poor person that came in kind of like when CrossFit was huge, all these CrossFit injuries, because people that sat at a desk all day that were maybe 20, 30 pounds overweight, trying to do these pull-ups and box jumps and things that bodies were not ready for, um, which was a huge disservice in the fitness industry. So I love reading that there are there's more and more now for people who are seniors. So we're all heading there, but I'm thinking if depending on when somebody started their fitness, they might be super fit when they're older. So it's not like they have to go do a sit and be fit, but there are some when I say rules and regulations, there are some things that we know about people when they're older that, you know, you don't do 49 combinations in your, in your moves. You, you try to break it down to just one and two or, you know, two to four, keep it a little more simple. You focus more on balance and hip strength and ankle mobility, you know, things that are going to keep them functioning as they get older. So I think those things are huge. So I'm happy to see that. I I couldn't agree with you more. And I think no matter what the age is, I think we could all take a cue from that because there is certainly data that shows like hard impact, high impact, like hardcore running is hard on your joints. It's hard on your heart. It's, it's not just for, just for an older set. Like I think everybody can take heed of that and we're all created differently. So what might work and really adequately get your heart rate going is different for everyone. But I will say this, and I hope that we will see this is that exercise is not a substitute for poor eating. You know, you just (laughs) can't undo it. You can't, I mean, I know it's cliche now, but you really can't out train a bad diet because once you've eaten the food, it's information. It's not just a calorie anymore. And it's been processed by your body to either help or hurt potentially. So I think we really have to use exercise for what it is for helping to enhance your cardiovascular well-being, your joints, your muscles, your headspace your breathing, but also what it's not supposed to do. Oh, I agree. I think I talked to a sports dietitian who, her name is Becky Twombly. She is a dietitian for the Lakers and Angels. Obviously, she's working with people in their, you know, what, 20s, <laughs> pretty much. And, you know, she, she, you know, she would say, you know, these guys have all kinds of energy and they obviously want to eat for their sport, but they're very quick to be able to reach for something not good for them because they know they can. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the beauty of 
being young and having a terrific immune system, but you always want to be supportive. And I think now, you know, more than ever now that these, I mean, in the old days, it was just kind of the coach's table and they put the stake down, you know, (laughs) but um, so now they're smart enough and they have people that are a little, that are tailoring their uh, programs, you know, for their individual needs, which is cool. And one of those things, which is really cool was, um, I don't know if we talked about tart cherries, the Montmorency cherry from um, Washington, I think there's been ample studies on this. The cherries have been shown to reduce inflammation in such degrees that the reason they found out it worked was there were all these cherry trees near this senior community where people were either like in in bed or they were out walking, you know, like they're all ambulatory. And, um, but they noticed that people kept, they would walk around obviously, and they, they would eat these cherries with such regularity that people stopped reaching for their ibuprofen and their Advils and their NSAIDs and whatever, which was just hilarious. So it was anecdotal first. And then when they tested the cherries, sure enough, it has a component on anthocyanin, which is a plant chemical that helped reduce inflammation in the body, which I thought was just A, hysterical and B, fabulous because it wasn't done in the lab. It was something where, you know, a community actually discovered this. So I thought that was kind of fun, but that's, you know, just one of the many things you're right. Food spices, you know, gosh, there's so many cool things we're finding out about food these days. And even weird food can be such good food that it's, it's kind of, it's wonderful that, you know, people are finding, like, I think in your trends, you were talking about green banana flour. Mm-hmm. And I, I I love, you know, resistant starches. That's something that people, it would never occur to them to go, oh, I'm going to eat a banana when it's not quite ripe, or I'm going to cook a potato and then cool it and eat it tomorrow in a potato salad. And I'm going to reduce the amount of carbohydrate load. I love that. That's yes. fascinating. Yeah. The hacks and the tips and Um, I'll share with you, I was moderating uh, the Sustainable Food Summit earlier this week, and a very, very smart gentleman by the name of Jim Flatt, I'm going to give him a shout out, Um, he uh, founded a company called Bright Seed, and they're doing some pretty amazing work in the realm of identifying active antioxidants and active material, basically, in plant life, to the point where we only know you know, maybe about 100,000 active ingredients in plants. Mm-hmm. Through AI, they are able to detect a thousand times that. I love that. And, I love and this. So I, and then they're applying that to food and partnering with major food companies to be able to implement, you know, some of these identified molecules and and bolster our food with it, which is just like mind blowing, but so cool. Um, So really the functionality of food and what the plant kingdom gives us, we're about to discover a whole new level, like it's next level. I love that. And and it's obviously coming at a time where people, I mean, I think everyone gets now the messages. We all, no matter what plan we're on, should be eating more plants. Um, But that could be nuts. That could be seeds. You know, that could be weird flowers, you know, as Mm -hmm. is, you know, like I think the, uh, is it the uh, cinchonicha or whatever whatever that is? Yeah. 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 And um, um, you know, the plantain flower, there's just all sorts of, you know, kind of at a time where we're saying, well, we've got, we've got food insecurity issues, but if we can kind of, you know, utilize some of the things we never knew we would be eating anyway, you know, this could be, this could be really revolutionary, which is, 
which is great. So I love that. And I, I think you, obviously plants, you know, when people say, oh, I just don't want lettuce or I don't want broccoli, there's so much more out there now. Even the kind of the weird stuff that you and I probably have looked at like this, like the mushroom community, you know, this, mm-hmm. you know, the medicinal mushroom community and the benefits by just having some in your coffee or your hot chocolate or, you know, whatever. I think that's kind of a fun thing to look at as well. Yeah. And they, um, one of the speakers actually identified an alternative to bacon that they've created using oyster mushrooms where they're mimicking, you know, it's kind of like the next phase of plant-based burgers, if you will, or plant-based protein is all of these different things that you can do to mimic the things that we, we, tend to lean on that aren't so great for us. So um, you'll see that on the horizon, you know, mushrooms as as, uh, bacon and you'll see a (laughs) plant-based shrimp coming up and that is made from algae, from seaweed. So lots lots of cool innovations on the horizon when it comes to alternatives to, you know, to animal protein. Yeah. The, the, the space of the, of the veggie burger, you know, the thing that never, that I still don't get is, and I understand it's probably cost. So many people, when they want these foods, they're willing to pay a little more for them. But the, you know, the, the burgers that we have now, the meat analogs we have now are just processed so badly that I'm so stunned by it because I'm thinking, I'm sure it would cost more if you used avocado oil or even algae oil, you know, instead of, canola or whatever else you're using. And I'm sure they are doing their best. I would say on that one, I would love to have a really good um, plant-based burger that I'm not having to make myself. You know what I mean? I'm sure we're going to have to pay a little bit more and but then again, everybody will jump on the bandwagon, which would be great. I mean, when we think about some of the things that we've had come down the pike that were healthy, let's take soy, for example. Once you know, I don't know if it was just America or a global community, but once we've decided there's an ingredient in a plant, like an isoflavon that we enjoy or we think is good for us, then we prostitute it. You know, we put it, we yeah. break it down, we extract it, we double, triple it, we put it in everything. And then we realize that it was really found in nature. The way it was found in nature is where the benefit resides. So I think that's the thing that um, I hope the food manufacturers are being cautious of. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, it, you know, it's, it's a fact that as omnivores, we're always looking for different things, right? We're looking for innovation. We're looking for new things, but you know what? You don't have to necessarily eat the bacon that's made with mushroom. You can go and just buy the mushrooms, you know, right. you don't have yeah. to eat the, the thing that has 10, 12, 20, 30 different ingredients in it. You could just eat the beans, so Absolutely. I think the more we, and, and I really do think that this applies to all aspects of health. If we can embrace the simple, then the, the other stuff is more of a treat. You know, if we can understand how to exercise without killing our joints and doing it in the convenience of our own home effectively, like, do we need all the fancy stuff? Or is that, I think if we can get used to the simple, then the choice to do the other things really is just a choice. I agree. Actually, one of the um, things I saw about a year ago or so, I went, I had the luck to go to Laird Hamilton's house. He's, for people that don't know him, he's like, king of surfing and this is a yeah this guy's probably in his 50s at this point and he he his goal is just to be able to surf for as long as he possibly can so he does his weighted workout 
in the water. And because he knows he's got to save his joints, he's got to be able to, you know, use everything he's got. And his, he does a lot of that, um, you know, intermittent hot to cold thing where they do the sauna forever and then they jump in the ice bath oh, yeah. and, you know, and which from an immune standpoint, from every doctor I've heard of says, this is fabulous. I'm still not doing it, but I know it's a great <laughs> idea, <laughs> but, but to watch Laird do these, uh, weight workouts, you just grab your weights and get in the water. You know, it's like brilliant, really good idea. Now we all don't have a pool, but, um, but you know, that if Laird is protecting his joints, you know, maybe it's something we should all consider. You did bring up people who are running. And I have heard that if you were running as a kid or as a teen or whatever, and you've just maintained your running, chances are you're probably fine if you don't have injuries at this point. Like you've built up that bone, you know, your your system is is capable. I think it's those people that say, oh, well, it's COVID and I can't go to the gym. So I'm just going to go out and run now, which will then create overuse injuries because your system isn't ready for it. Yeah. I have friends that are, that, that were runners. And I think just sometimes you don't listen to your body and they overdid it. So now they have Mm -hmm. stress fractures and things like that. So I think it is important to just be open to different types of exercise. You know, maybe you love the adrenaline rush of running. Is there something else that can give you that same rush and maybe yeah. mix it up too? I think uh, that's, as a fitness professional, I'm sure you can shed some more light on that, but we know we never want to plateau in our exercise yeah. endeavors too, right? I, I think that's what the success of the $2,500 Peloton came. You know, so many people took to spinning um, and sight indoor cycling. And of course, that was the first company to do the, the virtual class where you're, you know, they're in New York and you're in Iowa and, you know, you're on your bike and everybody's kumbayaing it, which is great. But I, but I do think, um, yes, of course of, gosh, I've seen so many fun alternative, like I own one of those little mini jump sport trampolines and from a lymphatic system, uh, you know, standpoint where you're really doing a lot of fluid flow by jumping up and down on a trampoline. They're fun. You feel like you're 12, you know, it's a blast. Those are really, really fun. I love that. I might Um, need one of those. Yeah, they're really, they really are fun. Um, and that's a great interval train, in my opinion. I also like things like the BOSU, which is, if anyone's seen a stability ball, it's a big round ball that people used to often sit on, you know, when they were at their desk, that was kind of a trend. Well, the BOSU is cut in half and it's got a black flat bottom. So one side would be unstable and the other side, because it's a half dome and the other side would be a flat surface with little grooves for your thumbs. So you can you can do use both sides. So it's called both, uh, both sides up, I think is why it's called both. But anyway, big fan of that because when you put it on the ground on the flat side and then you step up and down on it, it is an unstable surface. So it's a good balance challenge, but it's also rubber. So it's soft and you can, you can jump up on it but you can walk off of it if you're having, you know, joint issues. You can also jump off of it if you're if a super fit person. There's a lot of fun things to that. And I think that's about a $90. You probably even get them used for cheaper. It, it's, I'm sure anybody would just log on to YouTube. They're going to find 8,000 ways to use the BOSU. But that's a real fun way to um, go upper body, lower body, great workout with just one tool. So yeah. I kind of like that one as well. Have you ever wondered, is rinsing my produce with the water that comes out of the sink that I don't even drink enough to really clean it? Well, then you're one of the smartest people I know. Because you're absolutely right. It's not enough. 
That's why we created the only all-natural and patented line of food wash and wipes, and it's called Eat Cleaner. It's tasteless, odorless, and lab tested, and it removes up to 99.9% of the residue that water can't, including pesticides, wax, soil, and junk that can carry bacteria that can really make you sick. Plus, we formulated it to help extend the shelf life of your fresh produce too, and that'll save you money. When your berries are lasting up to 10, 12 days, you know that's a good thing. It helps your produce last up to five times longer using a natural blend of fruit acids and antioxidants. So there's no chemicals, it's just clean eating fun. And this can help save your family an average of over $500 per year. Make it easy on yourself, reduce waste, and get that fruit and veggies into your body where it's gonna do you a lot of good and not in the trash. Check us out eatcleaner.com or head to our Amazon store at amazon.com forward slash eatcleaner. I love that. And uh, so I have a question for you. If you were to pick three pieces of equipment for your home gym to do your home exercise, what would those three things be that you think are the most efficient and best investments for the money. Yeah, I will. Bosu would be one of them because I, I've had several, you know, when my dog pops one, I go get another one. I really, <laughs> really, really like it. One, one that's, that is a little more pricey, but I swear you will never have to replace it is a TRX, which stands for total resistance exercise. And people that have ever seen it in a movie, it's a, looks like a yellow and black seatbelt and you hang it. You can hang it from a door. You can hang it from a tree. You know, you can hang it from something and it's basically Something that you can use uh, has handles that you're, you can put your feet in them. I know it's hard to picture if you've not seen one, but it think of it as a almost a T strap, but the the t- tops of the T's can be high or low. So in other words, you can use them higher up for hand work, like push up stuff, or you can slide the the handles down to the feet level, and then maybe your hands are on the ground and you've got your feet in the handles. So there's all kinds of things you can do with them. It was developed by a Navy SEAL who also went to business school. Uh, Randy Tetrick, I think is his name, and he invented it quite a while ago. And it's it's such an it's a, such an amazing thing because it's your it is you and your body's weight. Mm. So this TRX really just assists you in doing all kinds of exercises and you can do TRX yoga, you can do TRX stretch, you can do TRX for old people, you can do TRX, you know, just killer workouts, really a fun tool. And it's, I think about $200. So it is pricey. Um, but again, it's made out of some of the sturdiest, um, I don't even want to call it fabric. It's almost like seat belt. So it's pretty indestructible. Yeah, so I, no I really joke. like that. You can get quite yeah. a workout from it. Yeah. So that's really great. And then the BOSU, as I said, I am a fan of regular weights. So I don't want to just say, you know, grab those, but something I wanted to mention that I think people, it's the other side of the coin of fitness, which is the myofascial release. So whether it's a foam roller or whether it's these soft balls, there's a couple companies that I would encourage listeners, if you're really going, oh, I want to do some of these things, I would say, look up Melt Method, with which is a soft, short foam roller and very small balls for your hands and your feet. And the other one is called Yoga Tune-Up, which is about four different size balls, different 
tensions. And there's a book that goes with it called The Role Model. And both of these women, and they both know each other, we call them fasciaistas. They're, they're, <laughs> they know the fascia. I know, so clever. Um, but, but the reason why it's so important is why we're doing this, not only for our body, but also for our brain. The fascia, which is sort of like a wetsuit, your, wet, your body's wetsuit, it's sheaths of fascia run in your muscles and near your joints and ligaments. And often when you're in pain, it isn't your muscles or your joints that are sore. It's the fascia pulling too tight against, so it's connective tissue that's suffering and it's dehydrated from either overuse or underuse. So I say the third thing I would do is make sure you have balls or foam rollers because you can roll yourself out of pain. And mm. you can also increase circulation in those areas. Oftentimes, and I'm not a doctor, but you know, a lot of surgery prevention, if you know how to use them, they're yeah. both amazing. So both of these women were both super fitness people, but they did so much research on them. And there's a lot of people that talk about fascia. They're not the only ones, but I will say from a neurological standpoint, our brain talks to our nerves and our muscles. So when our nerves are upset and tense and anxious and all of these things, you can find relief through using a myofascia system. So that I think is super important because here we are worried about you know, this muscle or you know weight gain or whatever. But if we can calm down our system through rolling, you know, either by ball or foam roller, it's astounding the, the more range of motion you'll have, how your body calms down. It's There's a lot to it. It really is. So I just found it to be way more about my brain and how I was feeling than maybe my sore sacroiliac joint or my hip flexor or whatever that I was actually working on. It's it's really interesting stuff. Yeah. I, I, I love my foam roller. We have a couple and it's definitely something that I had to really like train myself to do because I like to stretch, yeah. but the rolling is like a whole different level of like good pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unless you're injured, it's not something we reach for, right? It's like people yeah. only go to it like, oh, I'm dying, you know? Well, I, but, um, yeah. I tore my ACL and my MCL uh, back in April of last year, right after the pandemic and quarantine happened. So my exercise has really changed. You know, I was a total cardio bunny and now I'm much more, you know, focused on yeah. building strength and low impact and stuff. But I have to add to your list of indispensable pieces of equipment, resistance bands. That oh, yeah. Thing, the ones with the handles and the ones that um, you can wrap around like your legs to create resistance. Yeah, the loop. Yeah. Stuff, the I, booty bands. Yeah, I love those. Uh, yeah. These balls. Like yeah. <laughs> two super inexpensive pieces of equipment that you can do infinite numbers of exercises with. Absolutely. I do. I, I agree with you. And talk about cheap and cheerful. I think those are under 20 bucks. I mean, yeah. same way, same way with the stability ball, you know, the big ball, even though that's not as you don't get in there and get after it, but it's kind of a fun, um, you know, under 20 buck tool that I think um, might make people happy. And the other one is gliding discs. I think they're 1995 or something, but now people will often say, you know, if, if you saw what a gliding disc is, it's for your hands or your feet, but it's, it's, it just makes any movement you do, you glide instead of step. So if I was doing a back lunge, 
I would glide back with my, you know, foot on a disc and then have to pull it back in. It just makes the workout that much more difficult, but yet it's smooth. So it's somewhat easy, but anyway, yeah. they, they are fun and they are harder. You know, it really ups your fitness game. When you're talking about inexpensive, that's a blast. So the, the point really here is have fun with movement. Okay. Can, can I get an amen on that? Like, Oh, amen. You know, especially (laughs) as adults with a lot of responsibility, when do you get a chance to just have playtime and allow yourself that minute where you're not really taking yourself that seriously? You're just moving and hopefully releasing some fun endorphins. I agree. I think um, I listen to a lot of podcasts and that is one of the things I've heard a lot of these actually doctors and fitness pros and whatever is like the element of play. And as we age, of course, we forget to do that altogether, which again is why having a dog is the best mm-hmm. because, you know, their little two-year-old brain is, they yeah. make you laugh. They make you laugh so hard. They're so funny. Actually, I posted one today and my dog was playing with some, you know, rope with a piece of rubber on it. And just, you know, she just was having the best time and, you know, working out unbeknownst to herself, you know, yeah. on her back, all fours up, chewing and flipping and itching. And <laughs> it was hysterical. So, so I agree with you. So, you know, if you don't have a dog, you know, maybe borrow somebody's at, or go go to the shelter and walk them. They're such delightful creatures and which bring a lot of joy. But I mean, and also if people that have family, uh, in the beginning of COVID, I, I grabbed a trainer who has a kid and I said, let's let's do some stuff that kids like to do. And we did shuttle run. We, we crawled like bears. We did leapfrog. We did somersaults. We did handstands. We did tag. I mean, all these things, and you don't have to be little to do them. As a matter of fact, it's probably funnier if you aren't, you know, but those things are great. (laughs) I love, I love it. Let the little kid out. So how can people find you these days, Lori? Well, so yeah, I stepped down off the ABC seven hat. So I'm at, um, my name's Lori Corbin. So it's just Lori Corbin TV and that's on Insta, Twitter and Facebook. And I'm old enough that I don't do any other ones. (laughs) Those are the only three. I'm with you on that. (laughs) I don't have, I can't, I have no brain patience for TikTok and all the new stuff. It's, it's (laughs) enough to just deal with a couple that we have. Yeah. Although you did mention play and I'm thinking, you know, trying to do those TikTok dances. I mean, that would probably would be pant wedding, I'm sure. But I do that when yeah. my daughter's around. She she commands yeah. that. <laughs> That's so fun. Um, but yeah, and you know, I as we were talking about, I, you know, my nutrition and fitness love is obviously evident. I mean, this is very passionate stuff, and I think there's so much to learn, but um, I kind of have extended on a little bit to helping this community of people who are fitness pros or chefs or nutritionists or doctors or environmental people or, you know, people in that space, help them with their filming and their editing and their social media and stuff. Because I know, Mm. you know, if I'm, if I'm to visit, you know, if I'm going to develop a product, I don't actually know how to go on TV and talk about it or how to be my best self in front of the camera or how to maybe film my, even my, on my camera, you know, there's on my phone, there's just, there's a lot to what's going on today. Even though I think the phones are making it easier, there's still a lot to it. So that's kind of where I'm putting my energy at the moment, just trying to help those people if they have a, you know, a project, a program, you know, a product, or they're just promoting themselves. That's kind of where I'm going. 
And it's being able to help people really bring that to life. You know, I just interviewed someone who helps chefs really create a voice for themselves. You know, when you're knee deep in your content and just creating value, being able to connect with people can be a whole different story. You're really building that bridge for people. So is the best place to find you on Instagram or Facebook? Yeah, they can DM me in, on, on any of those, which is absolutely great. I do have a, I guess I should, maybe I'll mention my website. <laughs> I, I, I have a website. <laughs> The website is called the Malibu Studio, and uh, that's because that's where I live. And I've created kind of I've created this wonderful film studio. Not that people have to come up here. I do all sorts of virtual stuff. But if people want to come up and film, or if they want to do you know role play, if they want to do the you know the video where I tape them and we play it back and I interview them and show them how they're you know walking and talking and showing how to set design their stuff. That's kind of why I created this. So um, I decided to put it up, you know, in the Malibu studio. And I, I have a neat team of, I have an ad guy. Um, I have a, a guy that'll do policy, you know, let's just say maybe you've got a product and it's under the gun and you, you know, you know that when you're going to be on television, someone's going to yell at you, you know? Yeah. So we have a guy that can, you know, help you be your best self there, which is great. And some really nice photographers and editors. So it's a fun group. Yeah. It's just, it's kind of ripe for, I, I, it's not that I wouldn't help anyone. I just, I love the food and fitness space and those are my people. So I thought I'm going to start there. Let's just see if they, people need help and um, I'm happy to, happy to help them. I love it. And, and for people in this space, you know, as an entrepreneur, I will tell you, being media trained is really important. Understanding how to communicate your message succinctly will serve you well. And just having somebody like Lori who can look at you after her many years in the broadcast world and give you some pointers is so critical. So I love what you're doing. I totally support you. And we have a link to your website and your social handles in the show notes so people can find you easily. Thank you, my friend. This has been so fun. Keep sharing your light and your love for wellness. We need it. Thanks, Maria. It was a blast. I just, I got all inspired and excited. I might have to just go work out. I know, me too. I was like, I might just have to go out for a hike now. (laughs) Well, thank you. I'm sure we'll touch base again, but I loved it. Thanks for having me. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I know you have a lot of choices out there of what to listen to, what to watch. So it means a lot to me that you're here with me. And hey, if you love this content, would you hit the subscribe button? I want you around. I don't want you to just show up for one episode and leave. I want you here, part of the conversation, a seat at this table. And while you're at it, would you share this with your friends and family? And if you take a screenshot and share it on your social media with a hashtag, R-F-Y-B-L for Recipes for Your Best Life, I'll make sure to personally give you a shout out and you may just be featured right here on the show. So until next time, here's to living deliciously and being the chef of your best life.